You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. On today's show, plenty of stuff to discuss when it comes to Mike Woods, star wide receiver at the University of Arkansas, entering the transfer portal. We're going to talk about that. We'll recap Arkansas spring game and much more with our buddy, guest of honor today, Ty Richardson. He is a program director at ESPN Arkansas, host of The Morning Rush. And he joins us now. Ty, it has been an interesting, oh, three or four days, I'd say, in uh, the state of Arkansas. How are you, sir? Chris, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. To think back to the Razorback spring game on Saturday, a lot of Arkansas fans excited for the future of Arkansas football, particularly in 2021. And I don't think it's been dampered to the extent of, oh, throw the season away. But it's definitely taking a hit with Mike Woods announcing that he's entered the transfer portal. So help me out here, because I, I, it's funny. I see this on social media a couple days ago uh, that, or, yeah, I guess it was about a, a day or two ago, and I see somebody, you know, without a blue check mark, says, I'm hearing rumblings that, you know, Mike Woods is, is entering the transfer portal and leaving Arkansas. And, you know, then I see a lot of people going back at him saying, oh, yeah, who's your source on this? What are you hearing? And, you know, even to the point where I saw some other people who cover Arkansas – uh, in the media saying, oh, man, Twitter's turning into a message board, you know, it's it, with all these rumors and all this. And then I see a couple other people with the blue check marks come out yesterday and kind of saying, yeah, no, there might be something to this. What are you hearing? What has uh, gone into this thinking that uh, Mike Woods is planning to leave the University of Arkansas? Well, you know the old adage, when there's smoke, there's fire. And uh, as a guy that's done this, a lot longer than I have, you know that when you're going to speak on something or put your name to it, you better be highly sourced or your credibility is going to be denounced. It's going to be made um, made light up really quickly. And, Chris, there were several non-blue checkmark accounts, like you said, uh, the last couple of days that had spoken to this rumor. And whether it was on message boards, whether – it was on social media. No Arkansas credentialed media member was willing to put pen to paper and say that Mike Woods had either transferred or was going to transfer. There were people that were speculating on it, but it wasn't confirmed. And then Mike announced on Twitter today that that was indeed the case. And then it's just been uh, hell in a handbasket in Arkansas ever since because Mike Woods is a valuable asset to this football team. And he really took the top off some defenses this past year. Chris, I'm really I'm really curious to see how that wide receiver core responds and how Kenny Guyton, by the way, is the new wide receiver coach, how he adjusts to the, lose, the departure of Mike Woods. Yeah, I, I guess the question is, you know, what went wrong here? Because, you know, we, we know all the talent that's coming back. We know Traylon Burks is, you know, probably the number one guy and really proved himself last year with over 800 yards and seven touchdowns. But Mike Woods was clearly that deep threat, you know, over 600 yards, five touchdowns. I know against the LSU, against LSU, he was showing how, you know, how much of a deep threat he can be and, and mm-hmm. a dangerous pass catcher. In your mind, I mean, what, what's what gone into this decision to leave and why now? Mike, so Mike has put out a statement about why he's decided to leave. It's tough, Chris, because you hear a lot of hearsay. You hear speculation. You hear stuff you have no idea 
if it's true or not. Here, here's his mic, though. I, I feel like we need to say what he said. He wants to make one thing clear, Coach Guyton, and the coaching staff were nothing but great to me. They showed him nothing but love. He and Coach Guyton actually go back apparently further than you think and teach this guy uh, to stop throwing hate his way. It wasn't personal. Also, what did they think? Coach Sam Pittman and where the staff is. I'm going to be honest, Chris. I, I really don't want to comment and about what I've heard because I it is much and I I've been calling scouring uh, different sources trying to pick up as much information as I can. But until I actually get some concrete and, and until it's more centered out, I mean you're a radio guy. We often react to news rather than break news. Until someone else wants to put their name to it, I, I, I'm just gonna kind of wait and see why Mike Woods or what comes out about Mike Woods, not from the, the random Arkansas fans, but maybe some more uh, highly credentialed Arkansas media members and why they think he ended up and is ended up going elsewhere. We don't know what that is. The destination, I think, is also going to be a fascinating discussion, Chris. Yeah, well, let me throw a theory out there because I've seen a couple people jumping on it that Coach Justin Stepp, who was the wide receivers coach at Arkansas, is now at South Carolina. Um, if you had to make a guess right now, what percentage chance would you say maybe he ends up over at South Carolina? Chris, I, I think whenever someone hits the transfer portal, people often associate his or her destination with something they know. Justin Stepp is a really likable coach. His players can attest to that. Really is more of a I'd say more of a friend than a coach. I think going back somewhere in Texas where Mike is from, there have been some rumblings about Oklahoma. They, they have a, I, I text two of my, my buddies about that, R.J. Young and Tyler McComas. That wide receiver room is loaded, Mims, Hazelwood, and others. I don't know if Mike's looking to really build his brand. I don't know how much it's going to help by going just to a crowded wide receiver room. So I don't uh, – the, the destination, again, it, it's going to be – a timeline. Arkansas uh, former shooting guard Desi Stills actually just committed to Auburn today, right. and there was some speculation about where he'd go to Auburn, Texas A&M, maybe a Big 12 school. He's ending up as an Auburn Tiger, so now it's just kind of a wait and see where will Mike end up. Wherever he does end up, I hope him nothing but the best. He was fun to watch at Arkansas. We communicated outside of just football, and he, he did these videos uh, on his YouTube channel called Woodville, Chris, but he, he, he went back and not only dissected his games, but other former Razorback greats as well. It's a fascinating channel, and, and if you get a chance, man, go watch a little bit of it because he's got some broadcasting in his DNA, and I think he could have a successful career in that path. Let's talk about where this leaves this team right now. Obviously still loaded. Um, you know, We'll get to the spring game in just a second, but just in terms of depth, um, you know, who's the most logical guy that can step into his spot? There's a few. Jaqueline Crawford, the Oklahoma transfer that's the speedster. John David White is the walk-on from Plasty Academy, which is a school that you probably know, the coach that never punt. John David had a more than prolific high school career. I want to say he had the most touchdowns received in Arkansas high school sports history his senior year, and has just been working his tail off. Trey Knox had a down year this past year. You would hope that he'd be able to step up. There's some younger guys like Aaron Turner, uh, Keetron Jackson's a true freshman. Get out of the, uh, Royce City. I, I know it's in Texas. I think it's Royce City. There's some there's some talent 
on this roster, but Chris, to be honest, you'd much rather have Mike in the role that he was in last year because he showed that he can compete and beat cornerbacks in the SEC. All the other guys, it's just a wait and see on them outside of Traylon Burks, who at this point in time with George Pickens carrying his ACL is clearly the best wide receiver in the SEC. More with Ty Richardson right after this. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and it's new and improved and a lot of new flavors that you can try. Uh, the Cookies and Cream, I always recommend, but if you want to try the Caramel Brownie, the Cherry Barcia, they've even got some puff versions that are a little bit softer and easier to go down, but they are bars covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, packed with protein. The Cookies and Cream that I always recommend, 17 grams of protein in there, only 130 calories four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. Great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And the best part, Built Bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. Great if you're on a keto diet or, like I said, just trying to find a good supplement after a good workout. It is an awesome, awesome thing to try. Go check them out right now at BuiltBar.com. And if you find something you like, I recommend getting the variety pack so you can find which flavor you enjoy the most. But when you do so, before you hit that checkout button, make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. You'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. And this year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live, get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch three-day live coverage of the NFL Draft starting April 29th through May 1st. Continuing our conversation with Ty Richardson, of course, covers the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks up there in Arkansas, host of the Morning Rush in the Mornings, program director at ESPN Arkansas. Uh, Ty, uh, obviously the Mike Woods stuff aside, uh, there was a lot of excitement this past weekend with Arkansas spring game. I know Sam Pittman said he was fired up and ready to go. Uh, What was your biggest takeaways from what you saw of the team this past weekend? This team's physical and they had a little bit of that, Chris, last year, but at times they were still shoved around the football. Now, there were a few fourth and manageable, third and manageable situations that the offensive line wasn't able to get a push, but one of the opening plays, Jalen Catalog just licked Traylon Smith, and it was, I mean, for anyone that's watched the SEC and watched Jalen Catalog, he's one of the biggest hitters in this conference, and I, I think you're going to continue to see him fly up NFL draft boards this year because he just plays with such a mentality, such a toughness. And I, I just Arkansas—they're never going to be the most talented. Chris, there's—I mean, you, you you cover LSU, you know how talented the state of Louisiana is with football players. And Derek Stanley Jr. is just kind of the latest one, the latest blue blood, if you will, guy to play for the Louisiana State Tigers. And Arkansas is just never going to have that luxury of having just Bunches and bunches of talented in-state players. I will say they have a pretty good class of 22 in-state group core that uh, hopefully will, will stay at Arkansas. But you just always have to play with an, a chip-on-your-shoulder mentality. And I think Sam Pittman is still in that as players at this point in time. We'll have to see what happens coming up in the fall, Chris. 
I think they were very fortunate to be able to keep both coordinators because, you know, I mean, there were so many rumblings out there that, you know, people, let's be honest, people were very interested in Barry Odom and, and Kendall Bryles, and to keep both those guys mm-hmm. around I think is big. But what do you make about about this defense bringing back so many pieces? I mean, Jalen Catalan, I, the highlights I saw from Saturday, I mean, he brings the lumber on every single tackle he, he has, but – Having guys like Grant Morgan back is obviously huge bumper pool. I mean, I can't help but think this defense is going to get better in, in year two. And they had some really bright moments, particularly the Ole Miss and Mississippi State games, where they just were unbelievable. You think about the Matt Corral, six interceptions. I think they had a turnover on downs as well and a fumble. The Mississippi State game where K.J. Costello throws three interceptions. I want to say Greg Brooks took a pit six back early in that football game. Now it's about more consistency. And they'll play some talented offenses like there is every year in the SEC in 2021. The depth is always a concern for Arkansas. The Razorbacks can typically compete with their ones, sometimes twos. But when you start getting that third and fourth guy on Arkansas, that's when LSU, Alabama, Georgia, and then they just dominate the Razorbacks in that category. And if Arkansas can stay healthy, I think this defense, and I think there's 20 starters minus Mike Woods, so I guess 19 starters coming back. And Arkansas, uh, there was a stat that was put out on, I believe, Saturday down south by maybe our buddy, I think it was Connor O'Gare or, or Martler, they put it out that Arkansas has the most returning production in the SEC. You like the veterans that are coming back. It's just a matter, Chris, if they can stay healthy or not. What did you make of the quarterback at KJ Jefferson? Because I, you know, I was talking him up back, I think, in, in December, and a couple of people I talked to with Arkansas, you know, close to Arkansas, said, "Well, look, don't count out guys like Malik Hornsby. We're going to see how they look in the spring." And everything I've heard sounds like KJ Jefferson has has impressed and appears to be the guy look, heading into the fall. Is that what you've seen out of him? Sam Pittman said that. K.J. Jefferson is our starter. Now, he did say on Paul Fodbaum yesterday that Malik's going to have an opportunity to compete with the job. But I think if you ask people, especially following the spring game, it's really just a one-and-two battle with with K.J. Jefferson clearly in the lead right now. Malik has some throwing issues. K.J. is not by any means the accurate passer that Felipe Franks was this last year. But I think he understands the playbook a little more. He's a little farther along. And he's been in those type of games before. Do I think K.J. Jefferson is going to put up the stats like he did the one game against Missouri last year? That's a little suspect, but I think you can have a really productive offense under K.J. Jefferson, who, by the way, gets a full offseason under Kendall Bryles, something that Felipe Franks didn't get this past year. Talking all things Arkansas with our buddy Ty Richardson. Uh, Ty, the uh, ESPN FPI came out last week, and you know, take that for what it is. It's you know, sometimes it's silly. Uh, uh, the biggest one I recall was when LSU beat Alabama in Bama two years ago, and Bama stayed ahead of LSU in the FPI. That's where I thought, okay, <laughs> this is a little silly, but I do think there is some credence to the numbers and and you know the system that they use. But man, the biggest takeaway I saw was the fact that they had Arkansas as the toughest schedule in the country. Um, what do you make Second of, year in a row, by the way. <laughs> yeah, what do you make of that? And, uh, I mean, is this the toughest schedule in the country this year? Chris, it absolutely is. And, unfortunately, Arkansas has to play Georgia again, but this time not in Fayetteville. They're playing them 
in Athens, which we know is a very difficult place to play between the edges, especially if we anticipate full capacity, which I think you and I are thinking that's probably going to happen this year. And then you get Texas, as, as, as excited as Arkansas fans are for this game, and you should be, that's not going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. I think Steve Sarkeesian, it might take him uh, two years to have really get his team national championship contention, but Arkansas, I don't know if they have the, the, the horses that are going to compete. And, and we'll see. I, if, if Arkansas can at least stay with Texas early on, that could vote well, but I just don't know if it's going to happen, buddy. We'll have, to, we'll have to wait and find out week number two. One more segment with our buddy Ty Richardson right after this. It's time for me to tell you about our buddies at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. We know the NBA is winding down. The playoffs are right around the corner. MLB is in full swing. Some of you guys doing the fantasy baseball or fantasy basketball, that's fun. But you know what's more fun? Betting on games on a nightly basis, and you can do that at betonline.ag. They have got you covered with award shows, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. you got a feeling about who's going to win the SEC championship next year or win the national championship. They've got that for you. BetOnline, as you covered, with all the news, scores, and odds, it is the best way to place your bets and the best part is it is free to sign up. Head on over to their website. Right now, you can do so on your laptop, your mobile device, whatever you got. Sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 5 that's 50%. But you got to use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps. Put in that promo code when you sign up. You will get 50% uh, welcome bonus on your first deposit. They are bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening right now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is the audio home for all your sports podcast music and news that matter to you that is odyssey a-u-d-a-c-y keeping on our conversation with ty richardson from espn arkansas and ty i know you hinted at it earlier but i want to switch gears and talk a little bit on basketball they uh get uh, eric musselman locked up to a long-term deal obviously that's huge because he had some big programs open like arizona uh just talk about keeping eric musselman around for uh, the, the the foreseeable future and, you know, how are Arkansas fans feeling after that miracle season that you guys had? Chris, it was an awesome experience. You think about the best team they've had in 25 years. This was at one point inching to be a blue blood program in college football or college basketball. Just like that, it was turned on its head. This team, without a Sweet 16 appearance since 1990. And they got close a few times, particularly in 2017 against uh, North Carolina. Mike Anderson's team was up five with a little over two minutes to go. Unfortunately, we know how that game went as North Carolina went on to win the national championship. Eric Musselman in the transfer portal is going to continue to be a problem for college basketball. We saw it with Justin Smith and Jalen Tate this past year, picking up D.C. Tony, Chris Likes, 
and uh, I just think, and then uh, Stanley Lude, I, I think this is going to be a fun team to watch this next year. I'm not ready to go out on a limb and, and book my trip to New Orleans for the Final Four, but there is a lot of buzz and excitement around Arkansas basketball, and don't be surprised if you see a lot of sold-out Budwald Arena games this next season. I think we were all pretty surprised when we saw Desi Sills enters the transfer portal I was even more surprised to see today his destination, and he picks Auburn. And we're seeing this across the SEC. A lot of guys are, you know, keeping it in the conference, going from one SEC West team to another SEC West team. Uh, you know, we saw Xavier Pinson go from Mizzou over to LSU. But yep. uh, what do you make of the move of Desi Sills going to Auburn? I mean, was something maybe guaranteed, a, a starting spot maybe guaranteed there, or what do you think? I always – do what you do is I always speculate, hey, why is this guy choosing this destination? It's because he wants to compete for championship. It's because Coach, say, Bruce Pearl in this case, guaranteed him a starting spot. And I don't have a great answer for you why does he chose Auburn. He, he felt like he had some social media posts where he felt like he was kept down in the system that he was in. I will say he just, Chris, he just didn't shoot the ball well uh, this past season. Now, he had a terrible first half of the season a year ago, and then turn it on in the second half. But this season, just one one hit shots, and unfortunately, if you don't hit shots, it's going to be really hard to play in Eric Boston's system. Now, you got to play defense. That's that's part of it, too. But he just wasn't hitting his shots. He, he was getting open shots. He was missing layups, which is uncharacteristic of Desi. He had a fall early on in the season that I think affected him a little more than he was letting on. But surprised to see him heading to – the Madison Pruitt Town, War Eagle, Auburn Tigers. But, hey, we'll see what happens when he does the Bruce Pearl. It should be – I don't know if Auburn comes to Arkansas this year or they go to Auburn, but it'll be it'll be a rekindling of teammates. And I'm curious the reception that he receives. My guess it'll be pretty good from this former teammate, former coach. Last thing for you, Ty, uh, monster series happening this weekend. Arkansas, the number one – team in the country uh in baseball and got to go on the road to south carolina this week and wouldn't you know it the timing just worked out ty where uh, founders park has upped their attendance to 50 percent this week <laughs> so uh, south carolina look the, the timing just works out perfectly but uh thursday friday saturday series on the road at south carolina uh, what do you make of this uh, arkansas baseball team so far this year they've been a lot of fun to watch you you got a series sweep in duty noble against Mississippi State. You got a series win over Ole Miss in Swayze Field. And now you get a chance to take on the Gamecocks this weekend. A lot of big time matches for Bainey. Gordy, by the way, I got to tell you, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods, Baton Rouge, Louisiana next weekend. Really excited about that. But this baseball team, like Arkansas Athletics as a whole, like the, the team, the, the club team is competing for the national championship right now in hockey as we speak. There's been a lot of good things going for Arkansas Athletics, and a lot of that should be attributed to Hunter Jurczyk and the coaches and the players up on the hill. Hopefully the same could be said about football in 2021. But as we know, it's, it's, it's difficult to get to the SEC. You brought up earlier the number one streak of schedule in college football. And, and the guys have a big road ahead. There's no question about it. Ty, I'm excited for you guys. It's it's got to be a lot of fun to uh, to watch this on a weekly basis and see what's going on with uh, Arkansas athletics as a whole. Because I know you guys went through some tough years there. I'd see you at SEC Media Days every year, and it was like, man, we 
we stink in all these sports. We're just looking for a little light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, credit to uh, AD Hunter Yurchek, who we've had on the show before, who has done a uh, fantastic job there, really building something special there among all the sports. But uh, let our listeners know where they can find you uh, throughout the weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So on ESPN Arkansas from 6 to 9 a.m., you can also listen on hitthatline.com. And well, we're always live streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. It's been a really big part of that. Gordy, before I let you go, where do I have to go in Baton Rouge, Louisiana to eat or drink next week? Don't let me down. So here's the deal. Like, so walk-ons gets the, the, the top shelf billing because they are, you know, they've been voted by ESPN, the number one sports bar in the country. And I'll say this about walk-ons. Years ago, the food was not great. The atmosphere was awesome. You can have some beers, watch watch sports with all the friends. They have improved their menu throughout the years, and I really like their menu now. So you can't go wrong with anything on the menu at Walk-Ons. I know it sounds stereotypical, but you got to go there, no. eat there. Gordy, guess where our trip is sponsored by, considering <laughs> there's now a Walk-Ons in Portsmouth. <laughs> Walk-Ons! Well, there you go. Perfect. So I would go to the Walk-Ons on campus. Uh, you can walk to the baseball stadium from there, so that's really cool. But if you're looking to get a little bit more adventurous, Rufino's. It's a little bit more pricey, but you won't regret going there. Awesome, awesome steaks. So It's funny you mentioned Rapinos, Chris, because one of my friends who lived in Louisiana for quite some time, that was on his list as well. So might shell out a little bit, might, uh, might expense it from the radio station, but man, I'm, I'm excited to be. I've never been to Baton Rouge, so I'm excited to be in your neck of the woods next weekend. Well, you'll definitely have to come back when an LSU-Arkansas game is happening because uh, – Based on how things are going, I think that's going to be a uh, an even more intense football rivalry in the years to come. But uh, Ty Richardson, can't thank you enough, man, for taking the time out. And uh, look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks out of the SEC Media Days. Hey, smack dab in the middle of July. Can't wait. Let's hope Gabriel's is still open. And <laughs> I don't embarrass myself on karaoke stage as bad as I did. Now, you killed it. Barrett Fleet killed it. <laughs> Neighbors killed it. Hopefully, I'll... Uh, respond after my terrible performance back in, I believe, 2019. (laughs) Ty, great stuff, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you got it, buddy. I'll catch you later. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Appreciate you guys for for listening. Appreciate our guest, Ty Richardson, doing an awesome job covering all things Arkansas Razorbacks. Tomorrow on the show, you don't want to miss it. We're going to be a week out from the NFL draft. We're going to start getting some thoughts from some of the experts on some of the SEC players expected to go in the first round and very high in this year's NFL draft. That's tomorrow on Locked on SEC. You don't want to miss it.